Hello, this is Mateo and welcome to the Inside People podcast. Today's guest is Juan. Juan is a friend I met last year when I started my masters in the Netherlands. He's originally from Colombia but he's lived in the UK where he moved at 18 and in the US where he studied and worked between 2015 and 2021. Juan is that friend with whom you have lunch every day at uni and every single time you end up talking about the meaning of life and whether this whole thing actually makes sense. But he's also that friend you go out to party with or that invites you over for a pizza and a movie. During this conversation we talked about living abroad, adapting to a new culture, family and growing up. Juan is a great human being and I'm happy I can call him a friend. The objective of the Inside People podcast is to give people an opportunity to talk about their journey, their wins and struggles and make us feel a little bit more connected in a world that does not seem to have time to stop and understand others. If the content we're putting out there resonates with you, it'd be great if you could follow the podcast on Spotify, Apple Podcasts or whatever platform you normally use. Also, leaving a review would really help us reach more people and build a community in which we feel inspired and a bit less lonely. Thank you so much for listening and supporting the Inside People podcast. I really appreciate it. All right. So welcome to the Inside People podcast, Juanito. And as always, I will start with asking, what is your definition of success and why are you proud of being yourself today? Mm, obviously, I think this is something super subjective to everyone. I don't really think that there's a standardized way of looking at it uh personally in my opinion <laughs> now for me it's 100 percent peace peace of mind shit like you know if you can uh, you can have money you can have uh, you know a good job good family good friends good uh, relationships whatever you have but if you don't feel comfortable or feel you know uncomfortable with yourself or uh, distressed or you know restless tired being at peace is the best thing you can do you know those moments that you're kind of lost and then you just go outside and then it's like super nice weather or something and you're like shit I don't know why I'm so stressed I'm so relaxed look at this a leaf falling you know and it just takes you out of uh, your mindset and it just kind of relaxes you but it's something like ethereal I don't know if that's easy to explain it's like uh you're a different person in that second and it lasts so little but it's like the best do you think at this point of your life have you been able to sort of reach that state do you feel like today you can define yourself in that way like are you able to reach that state of steadiness if we can no i wish i think it's just random some sometimes i do have it but again it just lasts uh, if i'm lucky a few seconds but it's just something I wish to be because I feel like when we were kids, I think that's where we're at all the time. You know, when you're discovering the world and things like that. But I think we kind of get used to everything. So you kind of lose the wonder and uh, this kind of surprises of in simple things. But then every now and then you just kind of pull back and randomly it just hits you with that. I don't know if it's nostalgia or surprise or... Uh, yeah, I don't even know how to uh, yeah. define it. But you know what I mean, right? Yeah, I do. But so, how do you see yourself? I mean, if you compare Juan today with the person you were, I don't know, three years ago, why today you'd say... Because what I always try to do is we, we always compare ourselves with this sort of perfect version of ourselves that we could eventually become. Yeah. But I've gotten to the conclusion that that's not real. And so I think really, really often what is really good to do and it helps me a lot is being like, um, who was I four years ago? Compare that person to yourself today and I can clearly tell that there's a lot to be happy about. And how do you think that you are better than Juan of four years ago? I, I think I, I'm, I'm really demanding on myself. I don't think about it directly, if that makes sense just feel like I have these different goals and everything, you know, graduation or have a good job, have a good money, have a good relationship. But I don't really sum them up, if that makes sense. So I just kind of be like, uh, oh, you know, if I'm uh, at the gym, I want to hit a certain goal. If I'm at work, I want to be this person. 
but I mean, <laughs> it's, it's still the same person. So if you sum all of those up, I'm like, shit, I have to be perfect. You know, there's no uh, room for mess ups. And if you do mess up, it's like uh, you compare yourself against other people. It's so easy. Then you just feel kind of stuck or damaged. And then you just wish, uh, yeah, you know why I can do this? Why can I just be better? Blah, blah, blah. But again, it's not a conscious thing. It just kind of comes in you on the, on the daily grind. You know, you wake yeah. up, you have the things to do. You don't think about it until you hit a certain inflection point, I'd say. And then you realize and you're like, oh, yeah, shit. It's not that big of a deal, but I wish I would take in this easier, you know, enjoy more things, blah, 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 and all these kind of things. Yeah. But I guess it's good that now that you've seen it, that means that you're aware of it. Yeah. And so that you can sort of think through it and then maybe be like, all right, I know it. There's already a step towards enjoying it a bit more. I agree 100%. And you can tell me, I mean, sometimes I feel like, uh, I don't know if being aware is being a, th a good thing or a bad thing. I don't know if it's a blessing or a curse. In a sense, it's like uh, you feel happy knowing that um, you know aware of yourself and how far you've been, whatever, whatever. But at the same time, it's like, you know, sometimes I, I prefer going autopilot and just chill. You feel like less worried. But uh, yeah, I don't know. I'm still trying to figure that one, that one out. But so what let you on these nodes sort of because that was i don't think that was an autopilot decision yeah. what let you in to move to the uk because in 2014 you said you moved to sheffield to start uni right how was it moving for the first time especially that far from home mm -hmm. is really tough why did you do it and how was it i mean when you landed in the uk from colombia which is where you're from how did it feel I always knew I kind of wanted to go abroad. I just felt like uh, there's so much world to see and to experience. I mean, it's huge, you know. I did, I still definitely uh, in love with the aerospace field in some sense, even though I don't know why, but I'm scared to fly it. Yeah, I don't know. I never had this fear when I was younger. I started having until, I don't know, 2016, 17. And then, uh, yeah, I wanted to do aerospace engineering. I, you know, I look for the best places I could go, something realistic. I mean, I'm still a dumbass, but I was way more of a dumbass back then. How old were you again back then? 18. And then uh, they accepted me on a uh, conditional uh, approval, I think that's what it's called. It, it was like, uh, it was part of the university, but it's only for the international students. Uh, so think about it like a pre-master. So if you pass, you're part of the university. If you don't, either you repeat or yeah, you're you're out. I love my time there. I feel like back then I didn't experience too much homesickness. I mean, I miss my parents. I mean, my my siblings. My uh, you know my my way of life. The food, obviously. Um, but I didn't really feel homesick that much. I think that partially because you're also, again, on the autopilot of getting to know new things, new friends, new things. I think it wasn't until much later that I began to feel homesick. I think it was like after six, eight months that you're kind of done discovering. And and I felt really bad also because uh, I was, in my mind, I was kind of converting the prices <laughs> of things. So if I would go out, I would like, uh, you know, buy a shot for me or my friends or whatever. And then it would be like, oh, shit, this is so expensive. You know, I could buy this and this in my uh, <laughs> my home country. So that's so bad. It's so bad to do. I mean, I understand why I did it, but I'm, I'm like, I'm 18. I, I don't really make money, so I just feel so bad about it. Because you said that at the beginning, it was fine. Yeah. And then after a while, it just became a, probably a bit too much. And to me, normally, it's weird because when I moved to a new place at the beginning, but yeah, when I say the beginning, it's literally like, three, four days, yeah. where I don't know anyone, mm -hmm. and I'm like, shit, why did I do it? Okay. What, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. It's just, <laughs> I want to go back. But then, at least for me, the way this works is, from the moment I meet people, mm -hmm. done. It's just, it clicks. Mm -hmm. I've always been here. It feels like I've literally always been here. That's my home. I've, got, I've gotten used to it now. Yeah, yeah. So it's like, I'm my home. Wherever I am is fine. I just need to meet someone that just gets me going. Yeah. And But then from what you said, it felt like 
I mean, it sounded like the opposite. Reverse. Yeah. Yeah. Mm, I would like to agree with uh, your statement. Like, um, I do get that feeling, but for me, it just kind of comes random. Don't think about it too much until one day you're just like, oh, shit. I'm in a different continent. I speak a different language. I, uh, you know, I'm trying to get a job here, blah, blah, blah. So, you're, oh, shit, what am I doing here? It would be way easier if I was home, blah, blah, blah. But then, yeah, you just kind of take it easy. Was uni tough there? Yeah, yeah. But I, I was not even doing the aerospace yet. I was only doing the intro course. Yeah. Man, and again, like, uh, I would go out on a Monday night wake up at like uh, i don't know 10 miss class go to bed at like 6 a.m yeah so bad but why were you doing it i mean were you just simply doing it because you were 18 and you were like not really aware of what you were doing or were you sort of avoiding it because it was really difficult and you were maybe scared i think i underestimated how uh demanding would be and i think i put my energy just on discovering new things uh, just going out with friends and things like that uh kind of experiencing the new freedom in a way but then yeah i definitely regret it i mean i don't regret going there but i wish i would have stayed longer or put more effort so i could see where that would have evolved but i mean it happened so yeah and we tend to see those experiences is a waste of time meaning that i came here because of university i didn't finish university which means that i automatically wasted a year of my life and i think we should shift our perspective and the way we think in these situations because you moved to a different country you met new people you you came across different cultures and this is already an enriching experience regardless of university and i think we should sort of train our brains to think in this way rather than focusing on what we did not accomplish i think there's also a, a huge uh, value added for experiences like university i mean it's not explicit <laughs> in the syllabus that you're gonna experience new cultures or meet new friends from ever somewhere else uh, i mean you're not gonna find that but when you're actually doing it that's also what the experience brings is like uh, how to properly you know uh manage your time or uh, make new friends with different uh, perspectives or meet new cultures, try new things. I think that's a big part that we don't really think that is part of the university experience or moving to a new place when you're young, whatever it is. This is trial by fire, you know? You, you have no idea how to do it, you're just doing it. And of course you fail on some things, but you, you experience regardless. And then from there, you moved straight away to the US, right? Was it tough to make the decision? Um, at the time, that was when I was a little bit more homesick. And I, I was doing like shit in university. It wasn't that hard of a choice. If I wanted to stay in the UK, I would have had to repeat the year. All my friends would have been gone. So, you know, one less incentive to stay there. I kind of wanted to help out with my uh, family's business, kind of be more in touch with, you know, what they're doing and be more of a, I don't know, of, of an asset in a sense. So I moved back. Your family was in the US as well? Uh, no, in Colombia. All right. So you moved back to Colombia? Yes. So I moved there for a couple of months. Now I started applying really quick to university. I got in, I got into, I don't know, couple of them i chose depending on what i wanted at the time and yeah i don't regret i think it was a great experience i really liked it um yeah. met a lot of cool people when you went back home from the uk mm -hmm. did you start applying to universities because that's what you wanted to do or was more because you were feeling this past experience is a failure because yeah. and i need to study because otherwise i'll be dead yes. and so i'm just gonna start applying because i need to go to university Man, yeah i feel you it's like a filler you know you don't really know what to do but you also don't know what not to do so you're just kind of i feel like i also took it because i would figure it out when i was doing it it would give me more time to think and regardless, I would have a degree at the end. Yeah, some knowledge, maybe some experience. Uh, yeah, I can give you a straight answer. I don't think there is, but I think a lot of people 
that will feel that way. I just kind of a filler experience. It's really interesting because I think there's many people that are like, at least a lot of friends of mine, especially from back home, that they're like, um, I don't know what to do. I know I, I have to go to university because otherwise I don't, my life is done. And I think that's so unfair. Yeah. You have no exposure to anything. You don't know what you like. You don't know what you don't like. I mean, you might have some idea, but... 18. Exactly. And it's like you're making one a big decision that you may or may not be doing for the rest of your life. Obviously, you're still a teenager. So you had to kind of pick a career or a field is uh, almost impossible. And also, I mean, it's a financial burden. You also had family there already in the yeah. US. I mean, in a different city, but so you had been there already. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've been going there since yeah. I was little. And but how did it feel to actually move there? Where did you move again? I think it was 2015. Yeah. And you moved to uh, North Carolina. Yeah. How was it, like the move? I don't know. It was like one of those things that you are really excited about and you're doing it and you're really, I don't know, it's a, a really weird feeling. Like you imagine yourself living there and having your life there. I mean, you're obviously daydreaming about it. It's like, oh, the big city, you know, I'm going there, I'm going to do that, blah, blah, blah. Uh, but no, I, I really liked it. It was a really big eye-opener experience in a lot of different ways. Yeah, I ended up moving there in May 2015. What were you studying there again? A business, business administration. And did you like it more? I mean, so the reason why you you chose that, which I guess is my reason as well, mm-hmm. is just because it's a quite broad topic, yeah. I mean, field. And so you can sort of, you're like, all right, I'm going to do that. Probably I'm going to like it because then I can choose whatever I want to choose. And so I'll find something. And so what a range of uh, shit you can do. You know, you, I, I feel like the, this is one of the things that you kind of get exposed to a lot more things. Speaking about, you know, all kinds of industries or uh, accounting, marketing, administration. Yeah, those are on the top of my head. But yeah, just a little example. So Latin America is way more similar to Europe from a cultural perspective. How would you compare the sort of difference that there is between and that you perceived between uh, Latin America and uh, the UK, so when you moved, and then the difference that there is between the UK and America? Because we tend to sort of associate the US and the UK because they're both English-speaking countries, but I guess there's a difference. Yeah, 100%. I feel like the English in both places is 100% different. It's like a different language. Just the way they speak, the way slang goes around. Yeah, obviously pronunciation, uh, meaning of words, shit like that goes all the time. But the culture, man, the culture is so different. Took me some time to get used to it, but in a good way. Because, you know, you, you see memes and uh, you hear stories uh, about different places and then you kind of stereotype a little bit. But then, yeah, when you're actually there, it's, it's a different game. I don't know, because when I think about the, the US, I think about this dreamy world. Maybe it's not. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, what do you mean? Because it feels literally a movie. So yeah. you move there yeah. and it's like, all right, everything is going to be fine because I'm at uni and then there's loads of people I can have fun at the same time, which is going to um, build them yeah. sort of... I'm educating myself yeah. and so I'm going to have a bright future. Yeah. But then I don't know whether I think because I think every place you go, once you're there for a while, it's just the same. Then you're just like, all right, this is normal. It's fine. Yeah. After a while, it kind of loses the magic. How was your perception of the country while you were there? Because you studied there for four years, right? And you arrived. Did you, I mean, did you like it straight away or were you a bit homesick? Or, and how did that sort of more internal feeling sort of developed? throughout the four years i think i think i liked it since the beginning kind of preconception of what the u.s was like because i I lived there or i've been there a couple of times i've never stayed so long but i already kind of felt that i was gonna like it and i did the place it's also different i think because they, they have a campus and you have roommates and so you're already put in this bubble right away so you don't really kind of have exposure to the things that you would do, let's say, in a European yeah. campus, for example, that you sometimes have to find your own room 
by yourself, your own accommodation, your roommate. You have to do groceries. You know, you kind of take the big step already. Yeah, it's like more real life. Yes, exactly. While where I was, it was just, which I, I, I still like. I mean, it's a nice transition. That's the way I think about it. But uh, you would have, you know, kind of like buffet styles for breakfast, lunch and dinner, which was nice. But on the downside is you take a longer to acclimate to the real world later. It's, it's really a transition period. I don't know which is better, you know, just, yeah. just get it over with or uh, take it as slow. I don't know. Was it easy to build relationships there and, and connect with people? I, I struggled in the beginning. I'm not going to lie. Uh, but I also feel like a lot of people were just kind of... Um, trying to make their new personality when they got to the university. So you could Just tell it was you. like, yeah, yeah. it's like, oh, I'm drinking a lot. Uh, Yo, man, you know, I drank five shots of this and three beers of that. And then I had the eight of a bong. Okay, cool, man. Just have fun. That's it. But then, yeah, I felt like there was a lot of that going around in the beginning. And then everything kind of um, settled a little bit more. And then I find some people after a while, mostly internationals in the beginning, but I also mixed around. My Americans were super chill too. I mean, we had some good memories together, but uh, as time progressed there, some of them leave, some of them transfer, yeah, X. You kind of also naturally, the friendship decays or whatever it is, because you find different groups that maybe fit more of your style or whatever. Well, yeah, I ended up having... Yeah, you know, a really great group of people, but it was really hard in the beginning, I think. It took me about around a year to really find my, my crew. Harder than the UK? Because, I mean, this summer, we just yeah. hung out with a few friends of yours from the UK, yeah. and you said that you had seen like each other for, like two times yeah. in the past 10 years. No, with them, it was straight away. Uh, we lived in the same uh, building, and most of us were, I mean, all over the globe, but I think 90%, 96% of them were Chinese. So we, obviously, it's, uh, they're, they're rolling among themselves, and it's kind of hard to integrate with them. But the rest, we were from all over the place. You know, you got Egypt, you got uh, Colombia, you got South America, you got, yeah, all kinds of places. And so we would all kind of mix, and we would just hang all the time. But like since the beginning to the end, we would have sleepovers, whatever it was. So with them, it was um, really easy from the beginning. It's just natural, smooth. Just natural. It just happened. And so, yeah, some of some sometimes you just click. Yeah, yeah I just don't know what it is. You, you might have different personalities or things that you don't like about each other, but you just click. It's just uh, I don't know magic. Yeah, I mean that drives me crazy. But that's also the best part of life because it's unexpected because yeah. yeah. sometimes you're like what should i do to make it click and then you realize that you don't have to do it it just it does it by itself yeah. it's literally done yeah and it's so weird because sometimes you're you click with someone i don't think you would click because i don't know whatever it's just a person that you're maybe sitting next to class and you're like oh, yeah. fuck i just want to get out of here two years later or a semester later you're like you know yeah what do you want to do tonight i don't know man what do you want to do i don't know man but it's that same person yeah and sometimes you want to click with someone that you really want to you know get to know and it just doesn't happen yeah. so it's just odd when you start thinking then you want something with a certain person to click yeah. that's already a red flag but it's just like if I'm thinking that I want it to click, that means that it's not clicking <laughs> and it's probably not going to click. You don't realize it. You just find yourself in a situation. You're like, oh, we're bonding. And yeah, and that's cool. After um, the four years that you started in the US, you started working still in the same state. Yep. I don't know if it's in the same city. Yep. How was the trans? Because that's the period in which we are pretty much now. Yep. It's just this sort of transition between when you are a student and so a young adult and then you become this sort of yeah. supposedly fully grown up but so you've already been through that in a certain way how was it how did it feel uh, super weird um you don't really feel that there's a difference as soon as you graduate because i mean your friends are still on the same boat and maybe you're living in the same cities but again as time goes on you will notice that some people start going for jobs that are I don't know, it could be even 15 minutes away. It's just not the same. Some people move abroad, some people, you know, get into relationships, whatever it is. It's not the same 
and it's i'm not gonna lie it's a bit sad because you both know that you want to kind of be there for each other you just for life things you just can't be there but you have to kind of figure out how to live with that i don't know how i did it man i i lived alone for like two years after uni you just moved yeah was it the same city no 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 i moved cities and then i looked for job oh this is something else looking for jobs man as soon as you just graduate with no experience it's hard what i would say is good for your ego it's just it humbles you a hundred percent i was looking for like six months and i applied everywhere uh yeah my disc was like get up at like 10 play Fortnite for like three hours send a billion resumes go have breakfast or lunch apply to more things play more Fortnite, then watch movies until i fell asleep that was like that for a couple of months and how did it feel in the beginning, it's chill because you are you wish that you had more time to do whatever you want. I mean, you're coming out from, you know, four years of studying and, you know, exams towards the end. And you keep saying, oh, I can't wait till it's done, can't wait until it's done. And then when it's done, you had fun for a week, two weeks, maybe three. And then you're just looking at the ceiling, looking at the clock. be like, oh, fuck, what am I going to do with the rest of my time? And you get super frustrated because no one's giving you a chance. Because you feel like you could... You have the potential or whatever, but you just can't. No one's giving you the chance. So it's extremely frustrating. And then I, after a billion resumes sent, yeah, I had a couple of offers. Um, I went with the most lucrative. Um, I liked it. it. It was same thing. I think it has its magic in the beginning because you're like, oh, I'm taking the next big step. Oh, you feel like such a grown-up, you have, you have your office, you have to go, you know, all cleaned up. And you, you this is where I first started to uh, kind of learn the corporate language. So, you know how, for example, when you start university, you're also more like, what's up, bro? Yeah, what's up, dude? And when you get to um, yeah, the workplace, it's also a different type of language. And that was super weird for me. Sometimes it feels... Like you have to be, I don't know, you need to behave. Like you can't really be natural because, you know, I don't know these people, they're all older than me. I don't know what I can do, what I can say. Yeah, this is like a different person for each situation. Uh, yeah, you just have to adapt because you, you're like, oh, yeah, you know, I know how to do this. I have this relationship with this person. But then you go to work and you're like, dear Mateo, I have this email finds you well. And that means I'm like, bruh, what the fuck did you say to me? Mate, <laughs> we just went out for biz yesterday. Yeah, exactly. Or sometimes you have to like write emails to someone sitting next to you. You're like, this is so weird, so cringe. But then you said you went for the option that paid more. And here, in hindsight, would you still make that choice? Or would you maybe go for something that uh, pays a little bit less, but where you can actually learn way more? No, I, I learned a lot. I mean, um, I'm starting... What I'm starting now because of it. I was never exposed. Again, this goes to the the topic of exposure to different things. I never thought I would do uh, studying in this field or work in that field. It just kind of... Uh, and I really like the thing people say sometimes. It's like, did you find your job or did your job find you? This, I think this applies to everything. But yeah, it definitely found me because I never thought about going to, going to the field of finance. Never. Never occurred to me. Because it's like one of those things like unless you have a family member or a friend that are in it, you are not really knowledgeable about. But uh, no, I don't regret it at all. I think it was a great place. I learned a lot. I think more than my years in university and the time that I was there. And uh, I, would do a, I would do it again if I could. What do you think university is for? Because I also think the same. I think that university is really good. But it is good because it gives you, it te- it teaches you discipline. It mm. is like you've got a deadline and you need to get the job done within that deadline. But then I do think the same. And also every single person that I talk to thinks the same, which is you don't really learn. Because mm-hmm. you're just learning by heart, like these slides and these books. But that's an ideal world, which doesn't necessarily resemble the real one. But so what I always think is, all right, if this is not the real world, I think university is useful, but I'm not entirely sure why. 
I think this goes into a little bit of the topic that you just kind of educate yourself on how to behave, how to um, tackle certain problems, how to think critically about things, you know, uh, yeah, socially or in an academic way. But a more technical uh, perspective, like I will never use the quadrat quadratic formula to do my fucking taxes or, you know, I will never use, I don't know, formulas that I've learned and they're hard-coded in my brain for anything and they will just be there forever just because I had to learn them by uh, memory. What what I'm finding is, as you were saying, because what drives me crazy is that you're in uni, you studied for, I don't know, years yeah. and it's really tough, but then you start your job and you don't know what to do because do, it seems like you don't know anything. And so my conclusion, I don't know if you agree, is that it teaches you how to learn things. I've noticed that yeah. after uni, now that I'm almost done, it's more like I know now that when I start something new, I can learn in three days. Mm -hmm. I mean, not obviously, <laughs> no, 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 not learn, but like get the hang of it. Yeah. And then I'm way more prone to understanding things and learning fast. Yeah. And I think that's what it teaches you. It doesn't teach you the things, but it teaches you how to learn faster. Yeah, 100%. I think, uh, yeah, to think critically, to learn how to learn. <laughs> yeah, really. I think that's, again, that's the most of value added. That's, I think, the biggest part of the education that goes in there. But then it's crazy that you have to pay that much. This drives me insane to uh, think that, you know, because just... I mean, I understand it and I don't because you want to better yourself or to learn and things like that. But then you might have to go into debt to do a job, to do things that you might or might not do what you learned for a job that probably will teach you everything that you will need in the job and you will get paid for it. But you don't have the possibility to get the job unless you've been through university. Yeah, it's like... <laughs> Entry-level experience with uh, demanding uh, 20 years of experience, uh, five years in this certification, 10 years in that, but uh, paying minimum wage. Yeah, and sometimes it's, that, it's for even for internships. It's like, uh, you know, I need the internship for the experience, but I can't have the internship without the experience. I got rejected, I think, too, don't I, from <laughs> 20 different ones. Yeah. But yeah, fair enough. But then why did you decide to move back to Colombia? Because after being there, working there for two years in Charlotte, right? Hmm? Charlotte was the yeah. city. And after working there for two years, right, you moved back to Colombia. Why? It was at the same time that COVID happened. Was it tough? Yeah. I mean, I think I was living by myself in like a little studio. It was like as big as this room. So I don't know. This is like four by four and then i was paying like a thousand six hundred just to be there working from home man there was a time that i didn't speak to anyone for like two months not even to myself and then uh you know i would go out and see my friends obviously after testing everyone and put on masks and everything and i would just be there and think this was the first time i spoke to someone in like two months even talking feels weird and uh, after a while, it was, yeah, I just wanted to change. I I wanted to learn more about the field. And then um, the cost, the cost of university kind of really drove me out. Because, I mean, it would be like two years of master's, I don't know, 120 grand. Yeah, you understand. So I felt uh, explored the universities. I met my, my current girlfriend while I was uh, living in the state, and then she told me about the option of, uh, yeah, exploring uh, the Netherlands. She obviously told me the costs, so I was like, oh, okay. Um, and then I came to visit, and then I liked it. So I just kind of had to move again, because in my mind, I was already kind of settled to live in the U.S., for, in, in a way, forever. But then I had to readjust because I had to ship my things. I had to actually get the papers, the visa, and that stuff that take, takes time. Plus COVID. So, yeah, that took around a year and also to relax. I mean, you go from high school to university and then you're just doing and doing and doing. 
and then you feel that your parents get old and then that you know your family's changing that uh, your siblings who were little now they're you know entering the same life stage that you were doing a couple of years ago it's like you enter in a time machine you go you come back and it's like this is yeah. different yeah so you're you feel for me at least it felt that when i left i left with that image of that place in my head and then i froze it in time and i came back and everything was different so it's like uh even the cities was different you know there's new buildings and shit and there's new people yeah you go back you don't know anyone no. anymore and like where am i when i go <laughs> back even like the slang words i don't even know anymore uh yeah my brother you know knows things that i never knew and he's supposed to be the youngest one so yeah that 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 hits hard when you see your parents maybe getting older maybe grayer um uh, taller shorter yeah. chunkier whatever it is you feel the difference how does it feel to go back because i was also talking about say with another friend and because every time i go back home i essentially just go for my family and friends i really want to spend time with them and what you've just said so far is exactly how i feel that yeah. i'm living my life and i should be living my life so it's fine yeah. but i'm losing out a bit on my family and friends because i'm not with them and i haven't been with them in seven years and so i'm gone yeah this is a huge burden for me i think yeah and i feel a bit guilty sometimes but then i cannot not do what i feel like doing which is being somewhere else and living my life and pursuing my dreams yeah i have told my parents i mean the ideal situation for them would be if, if they would live here i mean you have the best of both worlds but i mean sometimes it's just not possible and that yeah it's a huge burden trust me and i think everyone the may well not everyone but people that live abroad and have moved around i think everyone kind of relates but that's also do you ever feel though when you go back home that as you were saying from the moment you leave it just freezes there yeah. but then there's a sort of image of yourself that freezes there as well yes. essentially when i left i was 19 and so when I go back home, in my head, I go back to when I was 19. Yes. And I don't like to do that because that's an old me, which was way different. It's yeah. a different person. Yeah. And I don't want to go back to that person. Not because I was a bad person. It's just because I've grown up. Yeah. And so there's this sort of contradictory feelings when I go back home. The love for my friends and family. It's got the best family ever, best friends ever. But also, I don't really want to go. I want to see them, as you were saying. It will be. It's great if they come here, but when I go back home, there's also the old me, and that's probably that means that I should work on myself more. I don't know, but but also I'm like, yeah, here I just I feel that I'm going back to when I was 19, literally when I'm there. Yeah, I I I think it doesn't have to me doesn't happen the exact way it hap it happens to you now, but I definitely had the same feeling in the past. Uh, I was like uh, thinking that I could be that things are better in the new place that I am and that uh, you know there's more opportunities and whatever so I kind of in my mind make the old place I don't know how to, what, what word can I use yeah it's you you assimilate it with things that you don't want to assimilate anymore because you've grown up yeah and so the work that you've done you've done it somewhere else yeah. And it's not rational because obviously you've done you've worked on yourself it's not about the place but then i don't know mentally psychologically going back to the place it's like oh so i haven't done the work now i feel weird yeah it, it, and actually i i i worked on that because i think at one point i realized that i was like kind of hating on things that actually are pretty nice about going back yeah and it took me a while to realize that just because I again I was thinking about those kind of things, but then I think I started looking at it more in a way as is instead of just choosing one or the other. I mean, you you have both. Uh, it's it's kind of really weird to put ideas into words, but yeah. What do you mean you have both? You have so I would kind of try to avoid going back sometimes because it was just too much effort and it was like uh i have to go there i could be doing this instead uh it costs money 
blah, blah, blah. Maybe I can save and then they can come here or I can meet them somewhere in the middle, whatever it is. I was thinking more, I just didn't want to go back. But now I just see it as, I mean, I'll see my parents. We'll have good experience. We're going to eat good food. We're going to do some fun things. And I mean, it's the place I grew up. I have some, you know, good memories from there, nostalgic things. Obviously, everyone has good and bad things. And I think a lot of people run from the bad most of the time. So I think, and bad experiences assimilate strongerly. I don't know if that's a word. Yeah, stronger than uh, positive ones. They're just encrusted in your brain forever. So, yeah, I, I identified that as a problem I had. And yeah, I'm, I'm, I am happy when I go back because I can see my friends and my family. And every time I go, even though it's a burden in the beginning, I end up having fun. In one way or another. Yeah. Do you think it's related to the to feeling more vulnerable when you go there? Because it's like when you go somewhere else, it's like the people you've grown up with are for sure the people that you care the most about. It's just because you've spent, I don't know, maybe 20 years of your life with them. And the people that you know when you are traveling, you've known them for two years, max, three years, max. And so there's no time to bond. I mean, you need time to bond. And so I think really often it's more like when you go back, you feel more, it's not more alive, but that you've got something to lose. Because yeah. there you see those people and you're like, mate, if I lost one of these people, yeah. I'd be dead. No, it's I just, agree. I'm like an open wound when yeah. I'm there. I, I, I feel everything 10x more, 100x more. Well, when I'm just away, it's me, essentially. So I need to care about myself. I need to look after myself. But then... I've got people around that I really care about, but that I haven't really had time to to bond. Because when I go back home, I'm talking about people that I've known for 20, 25 years. And so it's obviously different. And maybe that's the reason, what do you think? I, I don't know. I feel like, especially in the, the early years, everything that you do will carry importance for the rest of your life. So if you had something good when you were younger, it's going to be something great in your memories when you're older. Same thing if something bad happens to you when you're a kid, you will carry that to your grave in a hundred years. So I think, yeah, the early development, I think it just gets encrusted in there. It's so hard to kind of de-regress uh, out of that. But yeah, I agree. Just seeing them kind of more yeah vulnerable i guess to actually see the person that you're like wanting to i don't know protect or something you feel like protecting them but you know you cannot do it and so i'd rather be far and be like all right it's not under my control now yeah yeah, yeah i agree before you were saying that when you decided to because i'm from the u.s you said that you started thinking about changing again right so and obviously you ended up here where we met in the, in the Netherlands. How did you make the decision to change everything again? To change again, I mean, to move from the US to the Netherlands. Because yeah. you mentioned two things, which were COVID, which I guess played a yep. huge role. Yep. And you mentioned your girlfriend as well, which I think that's also an important thing. Or was it something else that drove you to make the decision? I mean, it's a lot of little things, but those things were kind of the major ones. Yeah, I just wanted to change. And the way yeah, I was doing things, living. And I kind of also found the excuse to do it. I mean, I'm moving upwards. I could have easily stayed there. But yeah, I just wanted to change in the way I was doing things. Um, went in a different type of life, I think. And I also saw it as an adventure. I mean, in a way I was like, it's cheaper, it's cool. Uh, I will get to see my girlfriend. I would, you know, kind of, uh, same thing. Like I was living kind of geographically closer to my parents, but in reality, I mean, I still see them the same amount as if I was living there. So that, even though I was thinking about that, that doesn't really exist. Yeah. The only problem would be that, uh, yeah, I would have more restrictions because of my visa and things like that. Yeah. But I mean, at the same time, once you're here, it doesn't really play that much of a big role. It wasn't probably the easiest choice to make because obviously it would have been way more comfortable to stay in the US. You were doing your life, you got used to it. Mm -hmm. 
you were in your comfort zone, probably. But then, yeah, there were some reasons, which could be COVID, could be just um, cheaper university because you wanted to learn more, as you said, uh, closer to the Gulf, and which I think played a really important role. Mm, but then what to me is weird that sometimes we make choices that maybe are not the most rational ones, but we feel the need to do it. And essentially all my cho choices are made like that. I don't, everything I've done in my life, important things, I don't know why I did them, but I know that I knew that I had to do those. I mean, I've never had second options. All the important things I've done, I've always been like, all right, that's what I need to do. That's the next step. I'm sure. I don't know why, but I'm sure. And that's not rational because that doesn't make sense because it's probably the most difficult thing to do. But I just, I know. I felt that it was the right thing to do because at the end, I mean, in the worst case scenario, I would walk out with a master's degree or if not, then again, less money, but not as much as if, you know, I was stayed in the US. Um, yeah, whatever you think, it's right. It's just you put your energy when when you want the things to go your way. So obviously there was a part of me that said, you know, this could go super wrong. My relationship can, you know, be affected and I'm stuck like 12,000 kilometers away from home and I don't know anyone. Yeah, of course, you know, my mind wandered there. But yeah, if if you want it to work, you put your energy there. And then, yeah, just things happen. I mean, it's not perfect, but talking about the thing that you were saying, when when you when you're in the present, you feel like you have to do things. You feel like you just have to. Fast forward after you did it, you're like, I should probably take it easier. You feel more wisdom. At the same time, you're still doing the same shit. So yes, uh, I think it's good that you identify that, but yeah, <laughs> to tackle it something different, and this applies to everything. I don't know, I always feel like whatever choice we make, there's always something that pushes us in a certain direction. We're not really in control, and I think that's the nice part of life, because it's more, yeah, I think I have control, and I'm doing what I want to do, but that's something that is driving me as well, I think. I got asked this question the other day, which is why I made all the decisions that I made, why I decided to move here, why I decided to move there, why I started uni. I don't know. Or they ask me, why did you decide to start this podcast? I don't know. I wanted to, but there has to be a reason. It's just all the things I decide to make, it's just, I have no doubts. I'll go for them. Don't know why. But then they end up being, yeah, they end up shaping my life and being the most sort of, you don't really care whether they're risky or that is painful or if it's dangerous. Yep. You just go because you feel like that's the right thing to do. And that's so weird. Yeah. There's something uh, yeah, about your gut yeah. that when it feels right, it feels right. I think I've had it so many times. And when you're in it, like when you're doing the thing that you think it's right that you want to do, man, it's so nice. You're in the zone. You're getting stuff. You're studying for it. You're, you know, regardless of what it is. I remember... A billion times for all my gaming friends. Uh, I started like a billion different channels to do gaming stuff. Or uh, I play hockey, ice hockey. I, I would record videos and he was like, yeah, this is amazing. You know, I mean, it's super cringe. I look at it, but it's like I had the most fun. Man, I have to find them. I don't know where they are. But it was like me and my brother playing uh, Halo 3. We would grind for hours doing like really, you know, tricks and stuff. And we would submit them to all the YouTube pages. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's like uh, wholesome memories, you know? I mean, super cringe if you think about it, but super nice. Why did you stop doing that, though? I don't know. You kind of get older and you get sour. <laughs> yeah. Was it... Because I think we always expect other people to appreciate and give us sort of feedback that what we're doing is right. And really often when it comes to those things, you're like, I'm doing what I like. But people don't notice it. People don't care. So there must be the wrong thing. And I think that's what we should change. I'm doing what I like because I like it. Yeah. And so I'm publishing the video because yeah. I want to publish this video where I'm having fun with my brother. And that shouldn't affect the fact that I'm enjoying it. And well, the fact that I'm not getting views, I don't know, on yeah. YouTube. 
shouldn't affect the fact that I'm enjoying it and I'm gonna fucking keep him putting up up videos until I'm 50 because I enjoy doing it yeah good point no I never thought about that I think it's the pressure of you if you're not gaining money because you need that to live then it's not worth it yeah yeah I never thought about that but yeah I think that's that's why yeah <laughs> the mood change it sucks that's why yeah man I had so many projects I can't even remember like I have I had like so much uh, energy out of it I remember I had my uh, engineering period where I would try to make like potato cannons or flamethrowers and I would I would like I mean I was like 10 12 and I don't know if it's a guy thing but to set everything on fire at <laughs> one point but uh, I was like recording videos on how to do stuff and you know I had the time of my life I think yeah that's cool I think you should go back I think you should find something that you were doing when you were younger and be like I think I could like this <laughs> I could still like it I'm gonna go do it two hours a week because yeah. I think that helps a lot yeah. to sort of find what we truly are drawn towards I think that helps how has it been like moving to the Netherlands? Because you've been here for a year now. We have been here for a year. How did you find it? Was it up to expectation? It's, like, it's such a different world. I mean, obviously language and culture and things like that, but little surprises here and there that you can't really read on you know, websites or anything. The one thing I always say, it's they love sweets, and I love that. I mean, yeah, you go at you got syrup waffles, you got bolsha bowl. Uh, my favorite, it's uh, tempus. Man, I love that thing. Uh, but it's little things here and there that you really like and you kind of appreciate it more because it's your own discovery, you know? And then you can show your family and your friends, you know, this is how we live, this is the food here. So there's a really gratifying part out of kind of exploring new place and then kind of make it your own. I, I really like that. The weather I like surprisingly. I've always been a more cold type of person. I can't with summer. The summer. Summer, I, can, I just can't. I love when it's cold and gloomy and dark. Um, the people are really nice. I think they just take a little bit to warm up. Yeah. I think just hard to break that inner shield that they put. Uh, but then once you're done, you're you're in, you know. I think first you need to... I mean, get into the relationship on that terms. You need to understand where they're coming yeah. from. And if you're willing to sort of bend at the beginning, yeah. you gain their... That's a good way to put it. They, they start trusting you yeah. and then they're great. Yeah, I agree. But you need to be willing to make the effort. Yeah, yeah, you can definitely tell. Yeah, and the language is something I struggle with. Uh, but I mean, I understand. I, I If I want to be here, you have to, you know, be on their terms uh, and it's also a challenge um, a new kind of new episode on you know my chapter my book whatever it is of learning something and at, at the end of the road you're gonna be like oh I got a master's from this university I learned a new language you know going back to the very first thing that we were talking about you will be like uh, you know I did this for myself I, I learned a new language. I got a master's. I learned a lot of things. I met a lot of new people. And yeah, I think that's the end goal. Yeah, and if you compare yourself today with yourself don't know, a year ago when you arrived here, you can already tell for sure that there's a huge difference between the two people. And that's crazy. I was talking about that with my uh, friends that came to uh, here from my UK university. Even though you're, the, I mean, physically you're the same person. On the inside, you're completely different. And yeah, obviously subjective. I feel like I'm a little bit more kinder. I mean, I'm still a piece of shit, <laughs> but I, uh, I'm, I feel like I'm kinder, maybe a smarter. Uh, annoying, always been. That's fine with me. Uh, but yeah, it's a different person. And I think it's for the better, for sure. What's the difference, in your opinion, in terms of people and how easy it is to connect, but also like how people are in general? 
between here, so in the Netherlands, in the UK, in the US, and in Colombia? Do you see any major difference? Yeah, for sure. I think Colombians are warmer from the start. Um, they're more friendlier, but I feel like if you really want to be, you know, like close, it takes more time. Because I think the ren general rule of engagement is that everyone's friendly in the beginning. But that doesn't mean I want to be friendly. Yes, exactly. Um, in the US, I would say it's kind of similar to here. As in, you know, they have some walls that you kind of have to not prove that you're worthy, but um, that you want to be friends with them, you know. But I think they're a little transition in between because they are a little bit colder, but not like here here it takes a little bit more effort but once you're in you're in yeah also here my sensation is always either they're a bit cold at the beginning and so you might a lot of people get scared i know a lot of internationals that cannot bond with dutch people in this case because they're like mate i i cannot do it it's yeah just, i get it they don't seem interested it's, but i've i've the greatest part of my friends here at Dutch. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I'm always like in Dutch environments. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think they're really nice. Yeah. But maybe it's just a natural, as, as, you, as we were saying at the beginning, it's just about making it click. Yes. But I think that you need to be willing to make the effort. Yes. And they do appreciate that. Yes. And I think when they see that you're making the effort, that you want to get into the culture, that you want to understand how things work yeah. here, then they sort of open up. I think so funny because sometimes um, I would like to think I'm aware of myself and others. So I think it's funny when, you know, I meet someone new and they know I'm international, that they think that they have to be careful of how and what they say because they don't know the culture. So it ends up being a super bland and neutral conversation about the weather but then i mean he is it's just, it's just, he's he's a person as well he she that's why can you can't connect i think because it's like you're not having real conversation they're curious i mean if i was you know in their place and uh, this is the first time i meet someone from this specific country i would be curious you know it's kind of like meeting someone from i don't know new zealand uh, yeah, how do you guys, you know, live over there? Uh, you have fun, what you like, what you don't like, you know. It's just something about uh, curiosity. Yeah, but genuine curiosity, I yeah. think. That's the important. It has to be real. So what's your suggestion in these terms? Like a per if a person goes to somewhere different, so I mean, the culture is different. What's the best thing to do to find friends and real connections with people that are different than you because they, they've got a different background? I think it's acknowledging that whatever your anxieties are they're probably having as well so i mean obviously we're all different and what we like is different but we all kind of have a general idea of what we like of what uh you know just open up make the first uh, step be you know say hi find something to kind of relate and then you'll see that they also want to talk they also want to you know it's, it's something about what we were talking about everyone i feel like nowadays feel a little bit alone or lonely and they all want to change that but they all want it to come from outside to change them and not them change it which obviously i get it is super hard and i still feel that too but yeah, everyone wants to uh, kind of be in touch with someone, just make conversation, just be connected, just talk. I, I also find that even if you just put in the effort of, I don't know, what, whatever it can be, just show up, uh, let's say for a club, or just make the first step of a conversation, take the risk. I mean, might be something nice, might be something shitty, but at least you tried it, you know? So I would rather eat the cringe <laughs> over the regret yeah i mean it's hard to accept of course because yeah. everything everyone would like it to go their way 100 percent of the times and i don't think that for the sake of bonding you should just accept something that you don't agree with yeah. that's completely wrong but then i think you can find a middle ground and so be like all right on this i can be a little bit more lenient and then something else i'm really strict and so i can obviously find people that are closer to me yeah.
and I think that's cool. We have the same needs as everyone else. You want to be kind. You want to people to be kind to you. You want to have friends. People want to have friends. It's the same. I think we all have the same needs, but you shouldn't go and tell the person, I know you've got those needs. You should be aware of it and do, it's like, again, it's just telling a story. If you want to teach something, you shouldn't just say to the person, that's what you have to do, follow it. You teach them a story, you show them how it works without telling them what the rule is. You just give an example and show them that's what you're doing. And so you lead with your example. I mean, if you think about it, it's kind of like a, like a, a ritual of people, you know, because here is unspoken rules. So when you approach someone, you have to come up with a story of why you're approaching them. Of Otherwise, it's weird. And then they have to reply with something that is kind of like on the equal... Because if not, it's like, oh, maybe he likes me. Maybe, you know, he wants that. Or maybe he's, you know, taking advantage of me because of uh, X. So, yeah, it's it just uh, F statement. If I do this, then you reply with this. But then I think that's really misleading. Sometimes it feels like our script is written down. So we know that, I know subconsciously that if you say something, mm-hmm. I have a range of five different responses. Yeah. And I can't sort of pick a sixth one. Because I'm not allowed to because I've never done it. Yeah. And I think that's the problem. Because when we're trying to connect with people, we do what we used to. So in my head, there's a script which has been written in the past 25, 26 yeah. years. And I don't know any other script. The only way to learn a new one and edit mine is just to make the effort to get to know something that I've never sort of touched yeah. before. Yeah. That's the only way, because if I keep on doing the same things, it's always me. I'll never change. Yeah, I mean, those are habits, you know, like the things, even how you talk. You know, you talk with certain people the same way, the same every time. Yeah. But then with, for example, your parents, you talk the same, the same way, with your friends a different way. But it's always the same personality with those people. And to change it, it takes such a long time. Well, yeah, it was, it's, just, it's a funny way to think about it. It's like a, a little computer. And also, you always talk about the same things with the same people, yeah. if you notice it. But then, I don't know if that's ever happened to you, when you try for once to talk about something slightly different with that specific person compared to what you've always talked about, things change. And normally, you see that that person is also willing to, to talk about a different thing, and they open up, yeah. and then the relationship becomes better. Because you see that there's the same knit there, but nobody wants to do it because the script is, is what we're following. Yeah, it's kind of like you're in this uh, shell and you feel like you have, a, I don't know how to describe it, a pearl, but you don't want to share it with anyone that's not willing to share their pearl. As <laughs> weird, but yeah, I agree. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is there something else that you'd like to talk about? I would just say... No, maybe it's good. Also for uh, people who are in change, internationals, uh, studying abroad. I think I find, I find helpful to have an activity that's an outlet. Um, sometimes we get a lot of it in our brains. And you, I mean, overthinking, I think it's an understatement for a lot of things. You know, maybe you're uh, worried about studying the test and you go, if I don't pass this test, I'm not going to pass this class. And if I don't pass this class, I'm going to fail university. And if I fail university, I'm going to become homeless. If I, if I become homeless, I'm going to die. <laughs> yeah. That, that That's the train of thought. And it's not that way. I mean, when you're done, you'll be like, oh my God, why did I think of that? But then, uh, and I do it. For me, it's, uh, yeah, the gym. Um, I find it just kind of, nice to just get out because you don't think about anything you're just doing your thing and then when you're done with it it's like oh okay you know you have a different way and it can be anything you know it can be you know play sport uh play music mm-hmm. some people like you know reading reading is still a thing video games help sometimes that's also super nice uh talk with friends go out with friends you know not only night night time activities not just drinking or doing stuff but just I don't know, go watch a movie or something. Something that takes the, the edge off. And that, I find, it really helps. To make yeah. you think that it's not all that serious. 
Juanito, it was a pleasure talking to you. Yeah, no, I enjoyed the experience. Yeah, it was nice to have you on. Uh, I think this beautiful host for sending this opportunity. And uh, we'll see you later. Thanks, mate. Bye, doei.